Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, I think that this one is going to be fairly simple, right? There was a 27-14 win on Friday night. I'm sorry, on Saturday night, rather, uh, by NC State over Texas Tech. And we're going to break down and get into how exactly the game was won, how the team performed against Kenton Skies, and ways in which I was proven wrong and, and things that I saw from the game that I absolutely loved and super jazzed about, super excited about, as well as things that are, are concerning me. And I don't think that my eyes are that different or that advanced from that of uh, most fans, most viewers, most folks who are listening to this podcast. So we're probably going to have some pretty similar ideals of what's going to happen or what's, um, what is concerning. But stick around as we get to Ken's Keys, how this team did, because this is the closest. Now, when I say this is the closest, I mean this is the closest I have ever seen this team perform to the keys in terms of the metrics that I set. We were either right there exceeding it or um, not performing in that way. So we're going to get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, in looking at the keys and, and how this team performed in terms of what I was expecting um, from them, this was a game in which our defense was lights out. And we saw that. However, I don't think that we are um, aware of just how lights out the defense was. This was a game that quite literally, and this is something that I, I haven't seen often. We went 0 of 3 in terms of the, the keys that I set out for the offense, but 3 for 3 in terms of what I saw for the defense, and, and we won the game. And, and so – I want to get into each of those keys because if I if I reviewed the game and how everything went first, I think that it kind of defeat the purpose of getting into the keys and setting them. So let's start there, okay? The first key was Devin Leary needed to have uh, another game like he had against Charleston Southern. He needed to prove that he was back this year, that he was uh, back on what he was last year as far as the ability to perform and, and dominate and do all those things well. And so the first key was him having a QBR above 65. He did not. He had a QBR of 38.5. And and hear me out, hear me out. Certain things were out of his control, absolutely, right? That pass to, to uh, Demi Sumo, uh, Karen Bay, should have been a touchdown with, uh, I want to say it was like, um, I want to say it was like uh, three minutes or a little under that left in the third quarter. That pass should have been a touchdown. Demi fumbled going into the end zone. We understand the problem there. However, even in that moment, there was a pass slightly before that. I want to say it was 3.09 left in the third quarter. Anthony Smith does what Anthony Smith does best. He stacks the corner on a, a go route. He creates the space to where if Devin puts the ball anywhere in front of him, in front and inside, in front and outside, directly in front of him, that's six points. That's six points. The ball was underthrown. The corner who was beat is able to recover, knocks the ball down, and boom, more plays had to be played out. Demi obviously fumbled a few plays later, whatever the case may be. But the reality is that fumble hurt Devin Leary's stats, but Devin Leary hurt Devin Leary's stats by not hitting 
the past Anthony Smith before that, because you're not going to see a situation where your receiver gives you a ton of space by when you stack a corner, what that means is sometimes there's a situation uh, where the corner is always between you and the ball and there's nothing that you can do, or there are things that you can do, obviously, if you run a better route or a little faster or whatever the case may be, but you have not done the things that need to be done in order to give your quarterback a throwing window or you go too far out to the sideline. And if you don't stack the corner and you're drifting toward the sideline, what happens as a result of that is it's between you and it's it's between you and the quarterback for the quarterback to know they've got to throw the ball away because if they tried at any level to throw the ball to you, it doesn't end well. However, when you get when you stack the corner, when you properly get by him and end up directly in front of him, now you created a good window to throw the ball into where you can get a touchdown. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Again, that's that's a pass that I expect Devin Leary to hit every day and twice on Sunday. I want to say the ball was about 35, 40 yards in there. That's one that if you're the ACC player of the year, you've got to drop that thing off in the bucket and, and, and we've got to strike up the band. So, you know, Devin having another tough game is – it's starting to get a little concerning at this point because at first I'm like, hey, the rest of the league needs to be worried uh, because when Devin Leary starts clicking, it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, good night down the road for a long flight if everything else holds as it is. But at this point, I'm starting to look up and say, hold on now. Every time we play decent competition, Devin Leary's had a bad game and he's, he's almost playing. And I hate to say this, but I'm y'all know me, no fluff pieces, no hit pieces. I got to be honest. It's almost as if he's playing like he were in a QB competition and he just doesn't want to mess up. Dude, the team is yours. Go for it. Play loose. Play free. And guess what? If something happens that is bad, if you throw an interception, if you throw, you've got a, a world-beating defense behind you. Trust them. You've got an excellent group of receivers. Trust them. Trust that, you know what, I'm going to throw up a 50-50 ball. And if my guy comes down with it, he does. If he doesn't, that's all right, too. Instead of trying to aim and trying to be, mm, I got to be perfect in there, I got to just play. Just be free. Be loose. Just play some ball. Let that thing rip, man. Let it rip like you were last year, and we'll be good there. But anywho, we are 0 for 1 uh, as far as offensive keys go because of that. Second thing, second offensive key was to rush for 125 rushing yards. That was the second offensive key, and we did not get that done. We had 124 on the nose. 124 on the nose. And by the way, just a really, really quick tidbit here, okay? Because there are so many people who have come down on Jordan Houston and, and you know, acted as if he's the worst player to ever play the game of football let me let y'all in on a secret. Jordan Houston was the leading rusher in this game. Like, that's that's a real thing that happened. Yes, Demi Sumo was wildly more impactful in the passing game. But let's stop acting like Jordan Houston has nothing he can bring to this backfield. He does have things that he does well, that um, he, he does a little better than Demi. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that Demi Sumo is the better back. I think that he should be the guy getting the, the bulk of the carries. But I think that Jordan Houston plays an important role in there as well. Because you do not want to have a situation where you are running one of your best talents into the ground, especially this early in his career. 
to where you're like, oh, yeah, you got to take on 350 carries. If he doesn't have to, that doesn't make sense. That That's just that's ludicrousness. That's that's craziness. So, um, yeah, we did not accomplish that goal. We were close, literally a yard under, because I don't count sack yardage in the rushing yard. I don't count QB uh, rushing yards unless you got a mobile QB. I don't really count those in the rushing yards. But anywho, 124 yards, so we missed it by a yard. Offensive key number three. The last offensive key was under 40 penalty yards. We had exactly 40 and a touchdown taken off the board on the double pass because of an ineligible man downfield ineligible man downfield. I don't understand it. I don't understand. Like, and this is why I'm not, this is why I'm not like screaming my head off about, you know, Devin Leary's terrible now and and he's never going to get it back because it's not just him. It's the entire offense that just something is, it's just something that can't get right. It's something wrong. It's something that, you know, we just, we're looking and we're trying and we're wishing and we're hoping and, you know, everything goes right, but we got another man downfield. Oh, the play's drawn up perfectly. We fumble at the goal line. Oh, the receiver stacks him perfectly. We missed the pass. Oh, the, 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 you know, everybody does everything right. We miss a blocking assignment. We have a false starter. This is what I mean when I say there's something off with this offense right now. And, yes, it does start with Devin. Sure. It's not just Devin, because if you look at some of the penalties that happen, who is a false start on? I don't, if it's only one player false starting, it's hard for me to say, oh, that's on the quarterback. Real hard for me to say. Real, real hard for me to say. So, you know, we had exactly 40 uh, penalty yards. And here's the other interesting thing about the penalty yards. If you look at our drives that did not end in touchdowns, Almost all of them had a penalty involved in it, had an offensive penalty involved in it. Almost all of them. So what that tells me is that this team, when they're not beating themselves, they can do good things. They can move the ball. They can All those things are possible. Yes, we need to see Devin Leary play better because you're not going to uh, trick play and defensive touchdown your way into a Power 5 conference championship. You're just not going to do it. I love our defense. I think they're phenomenal. I think they're lights out. You're not going to do that. So, yes, yes, at at, at some level, Devin Leary is going to have to, to play better and, and do things better. But as an offensive unit, on top of when you have a quarterback having problems, which I, I said this a lot about DJ last year, DJU, uh, Big Sink, or whatever you want to call him from Clemson. I said that he's struggling, but the guys around him aren't giving him much help. The guys around him aren't giving him much help. And so this offensive unit has to figure it out. Whatever it is, it needs to be figured out or else there's going to be problems for this team going forward. Now, I'm betting that they do figure it out. I'm betting that they do get it right. But if they don't, that's going to be that's going to make for a real long, disappointing season. And speaking of betting, let me tell you all about BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today to learn more about the trends and action. 
Bet online where the game starts. So, folks, now we get to get into the unit that, you know, they, they showed me something. They showed me something. They showed me a lot of something. And, again, it was close, but they got the job done in everywhere except the turnover margin. The turnover margin, I said that they needed to force two turnovers. Aiden White generated two by himself. Two interceptions, one of which turned into a magnificent, a huge pick six in the grand scheme of things. But they generated four in total. Uh, One was generated by special teams, which does count because this is defensive and special teams keys, despite the fact that it says defensive keys. But you get the point. Anyway, generating turnovers. And you know what? I want to take a second here. I want to take a second here. and I'm going to eat my crow. And I'm happy to eat this crow. I'm happy. I ain't never been so happy to eat crow in my life. I I said that our outside corners were, were looking shaky. They were suspect. They're the Achilles heel of not only the defense, but potentially the team. And Aiden White said, Mr. Gibbs, I beg your pardon. We are the Achilles heel of nothing. We are a strength here. We are not along for the ride. We are driving the bus. And I love it. I love that. I love that. That is these corners playing well is what's going to take this defense from really good to great, to phenomenal, to legendary. If we can get performances like this, and here's the thing, it's not even about just the ability to generate turnovers by these corners. It's just the ability to stop the other team's receivers. I don't need anybody to have double-digit interceptions and all that good stuff. It's great. That'd be great. I don't need that. The team doesn't need that. The team needs these corners to stop the opposition. The team needs these corners to play the ball well when it comes their way. Will playing the ball well always look like an interception? I don't think so. It'd be great if it did. I don't think it will always look uh, like an interception, but it's beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see this team generating uh, turnovers to this degree. It's beautiful to see this team doing what needs to be done to take the ball away at every turn. And by the way, there was a picture of a group tackle under which somebody said, oh, how many people should you need to take down one ball carrier? That is another way that you create turnovers. That is what tells me about this defense. They are are very deeply entrenched, very deeply entrenched in getting turnovers, getting takeaways, because that's how you do it. That's how you do it. So the next key was hold them under 300 yards passing. Their two quarterbacks combined for exactly 299. For exactly 299 yards. Man, I'll tell you what. I I don't set these metrics out of nowhere. I don't set them out of nowhere. And this team, this defense did um, enough to, to win the game. And they, they did a great job of shutting down this passing game with big body receivers everywhere. I mean, this is Texas Tech was so big. I they looked like they didn't have a slot receiver. Their slot receivers were six one, six two. So that's a that's a great job. Great job by our corners to hold this group under 300 yards passing. And then I said that the 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 final key for this defense was those two backs. Those two backs, they're the guys. They're I knew that the offense was going to have problems in terms of run blocking against our defense, but I also knew that they had two very quality backs 
two guys that the reality is if you let them loose, you're going to have a long night in Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks. And, man, those guys, we it, the defense did not only a good job of stopping them, they did a phenomenal job. I want you to look at these numbers down here. And for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this, I'm going to read them out for you. Outside of sacks, Texas Tech has 63 yards rushing. The two backs who I was talking about in pregame who were a little worrisome, uh, Brooks and Thompson Jr., were held to 43 yards on 13 carries. That is good for 3.3 yards per carry. 3.3 yards per carry. That's what you love to see right there. That's what you love to see. That right there means that you are doing excellent run fitting, number one. And number two, you're making tackles. You're making tackles. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter how bad an offensive line is. If when you get there, you are not getting there with bad intentions and bringing ball carries to the ground, they're going to get their yards. They're going to get what they want to get. And you would think in a week like a Texas Tech week where you know the, the emphasis, the focus is going to be, hey, listen, we've, we've got to keep up with these receivers. Hey, we've got to, you know, we've got to force the quarterback. We've got to trick the quarterback in the, with some different look. We've got to do all these things. In a week like Texas Tech, sometimes what happens is you focus so heavily on those things that you miss out on the little fundamental of, hey, you've got to tackle. You've got to get these big ball carriers on the ground. Because tackling, uh, uh, you know, a 205-pound receiver is very different than tackling a 5'10", 230 back. It's two totally different ball games. And yet, the defense came out, stepped up, and did both. Not only did they tackle the backs well, not only were there not a ton of missed tackles in terms of um, on the running backs, there were also not many missed tackles on the receivers as well. So this defense, for what they did, what, what I saw out of them, we cannot give them enough love and adulation in this 27-14 to 14 win. We were predicted to win by 10 points, and, and you, know, you know what folks say. Good teams win games. Great teams cover spreads. Congratulations, Dorn. You did a great team thing. But it's time to now ramp it up going forward. It's time to see more going forward. But the reality is 3-0, 3-0, that's all you can ask for, 3-0. It doesn't matter how they come. It doesn't matter who steps up. All that matters is that you win the football game. And this team right now is winning football games. This team right now is 3-0. So we're about to land this thing, but I got to get a word from our sponsors real quick. And trust me, we'll talk a little bit in closing about, uh, you know, things I saw that were exciting, things I saw that, that worried me, all that good stuff. So stick around for all that after this. So, folks, in looking at what I saw out of this team, I'm excited by what I saw out of this defense. Because, again, this defense is not looking good. They're looking phenomenal. They're looking crazy right now. It's looking like they are a bunch of mad men that are out on a mission at every position now, at every position to go get the ball, at every position to do what needs to be done to win football games. But with that being said, our offense has to figure it out. 
a lot of people are putting the blame on on Beck and and you know putting it on his shoulders and you know there's there's some culpability there for sure. Um, a lot of people are saying you know Devin Leary, where did you go? We need the old Devin Leary back, all that good stuff. There's some culpability there, of course. The reality is, this has to be an entire unit effort, the entire unit, top to bottom, needs to just get a little bit better needs to just get a little bit tighter, need their timing to be a little more proficient. Because the reality is, if this team, to to beat, you can probably, probably beat UConn without firing on all cylinders. Sure. UConn is their next opponent. UConn ain't won 20, uh, UConn ain't won 21 games since I've been retired. And that's been since 2016, 2016, 2016. So that's about six years now. And won 20 games. Or more than 20 games. I don't know. Either way it goes. You may be able to beat them without that. However, this season is not predicated on a 4-0 start. This season is not predicated on beating ECU, on beating Louisville, on beating, I'm sorry, not Louisville, on beating ECU, Charleston Southern, Texas Tech. That's not what this season is going to be predicated on. This season is going to be predicated on that stretch coming after UConn where you've got Clemson on the road and then you've got Florida State coming to Raleigh, a Florida State team that's better than many people, including myself, would have thought um, so far this year. And then you've got to go to a Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, another team that has surprised a lot of folks so far this season. And then you've got a Virginia Tech team that nobody really knows how good they are or not. And then you've got Wake Forest coming to Raleigh. Those, that stretch is what this season's about. It's not about these first four. It's not about these first four. Nobody, I don't think any any Wolfpack fan that had serious intentions for this team is basing what this season will or will not be off the first four or saying that this first four would determine. Not about that. And if we're looking at that, and if we're saying, what do we have to do to win those games? Devin's going to have to be better. That offense is going to have to be better. That offense is going to have to be more disciplined. That offense has to catch up with the defense. Has to. Absolutely has to. And defense can't get fat and happy now. And just because I pat you on the behind don't mean I'm expecting to pull back a handful of crap. Defense has got to stay hungry, stay motivated, stay doing the things that they're doing right now to perform at the level in which they're performing. That must continue. That must continue. Don't get discouraged because the offense is having a tough go at it right now. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Because once they figure it out and you're rolling, that's when it gets, that's when it gets real good. That's when you get the funnest thing for most players on defense. The the most fun thing is when you know what an offense is going to do. That's when you you get all of the good stats and you get all you get the foaming at the mouth. You know you're gonna get your sacks. You know you're gonna get your interceptions when you know. Not only have we stopped them for two and a half quarters, but our offense has been lighting it up. This team's down by twenty four. They can't run the ball no more. That that right there. That's where you get all the good stuff. So so offense has got to pick it up, of course. Defense, keep going, keep going, keep showing us what we what we're seeing. Keep it going, and 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 it'll only get better from here. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate it. 
every single time. And in my next episode, we're going to delve a little deeper into what I'm seeing and what's going on uh, with Devin Lear a little bit because I feel like that just needs to be talked about as far as what I'm seeing. And I could be wrong. I'm not a quarterback guru by any stretch of the imagination. But we're going to talk about all that and more on the next episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.